episodes and um you know trying to keep pumping them out because I, I think it's fair to say that i've been playing this hiatus game for too long correct so i, I come back for a little bit and then i leave for a long bit and i come back for a little bit yeah so i, I gotta stop that okay i know my flaws i'm working on them i ain't perfect all right i'm trying my best and my damnedest to be more consistent with this show because I really do enjoy podcasting. Okay, this is for me is a very good way to vent. Um, my mind is constantly thinking, I'm constantly doing things, and you know I, I have to get my thoughts and ideas out there because I'll be honest. Okay, when I did my episode last week, I was not the most confident about it. Okay, um, I've been gone for so long, and you know I, I don't feel like I'm the right person to be speaking on the world events and the things going on in society, but. Uh, a couple of my friends have told me that, you know, I'm doing a good job, that the episodes uh, were good. So I'm going to keep going. And I want to give a shout out right now to Andrew Meese, uh, Steve-O, and Crystal for all kind of giving me that positive feedback. Uh, it makes a brother feel good and it makes me feel like as if I'm heading in the right direction, I guess you could say. So, you know, like, I, I really appreciate your words of encouragement. And to those listening and downloading to the show, um, I really appreciate you guys as well. And um, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can send me an email. Uh, guys at a roundtable at gmail.com or you can hit us up on the socials uh twitter is at gotr podcast uh you can instagram me i guess i don't know is that what you do you instagram somebody i don't know but i'm on instagram at gotr podcast as well <laughs> and then we're on facebook.com slash gotr podcast our guys at a roundtable podcast on facebook so yeah we're on the socials um i'm working on getting a snapchat it, it's one of those things that i don't want to do it but you know if you want to grow and kind of reach the masses you have to do uh your social media uh, obligations i suppose so for me it's a pain in the ass but hey it, it, it's one of those things that you have to uh you have to suck it up and do right because if you really want to do this, you have to put in that work, and I'm willing to put in that work. Now, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this week's episode, oh man, I, I, I kind of want to get this off my chest because I feel it's important to talk about, and it's one of those things where it's, I don't know how to like go about saying it, but it's one of those things that like, we have to really bring light to, right? Because it's very important to. Because you can't have a conversation if you're not going to have that conversation, right? Because last week I was talking about race and how to go about solving it. And I said in the episode, I think towards the tail end, was that in order to solve the issue of racism, we have to have that open dialogue. We have to have that open discussion and honest discussion so where we can face what the heck happened so on both sides. And then eventually we can learn to forgive each other and then we can grow, sympathize, empathize, and then it leads to love and compassion and all that good stuff, right? And I still wholeheartedly believe that, okay? But as I concluded that episode last week and I wrapped things up and I'm editing and everything, and I'm listening back to the, you know, listening to my voice play back to me and I'm just kind of like I had this thought where it was just like you know that sounds all nice and it sounds all gushy right but the current climate of the world that we live in I feel does not allow us to have that honest conversation okay like and that's just a personal uh again a lot of these are just personal anecdotes that I'm just kind of spewing out there because it's just from things that I see right because I know last week I believe it was 
or two weeks ago, I was looking at a friend's uh, Facebook post and he was talking about um, Black Lives Matter. And then, no, he wasn't talking about that. That was another one. Um, it was, oh, okay, I remember now. I was listening, I was looking at a friend and he was talking about the COVID-19 situation, right? And he was talking about how his town was still in the red and then the, all, the, all, the, all the other counties were going into the green phase and kind of like moving towards reopening, right? But the county that he lives in was not. And he kind of made a sarcastic response was as if, you know, people disobeying the mask orders and the stay-at-home orders, uh, it, it seems like something like this would, uh, he would not be surprised if the county went back into red, okay? And it was just a simple kind of observation that he made. And he was just trying to like kind of have an open, honest conversation about it. But then as I read through the comments, man, it just kind of like, it began to infuriate me because everybody was spewing the same nonsense, right? And it, and it's like, I don't want to say nonsense because it's like to those folks, it's like legitimate talking points, right? But that's what they are. They're just talking points. Okay. So everybody was doing the same talking points. And then it just infuriated me, uh, infuriated me because it's like, y'all not listening. It's like, all he's saying is that if we don't take the precautions, we're going to continue to uh, not progress forward, right? It's like, if you keep doing, like going out in public without a mask, you're not doing the stay at home orders, the social distancing, it, you wouldn't be surprised if we went back to the red, right? And then people just kind of in this comments are just talking about, well, this is a government conspiracy. This is this, this is that. The virus is not that bad compared to the population. It's only like 0.001%, which is like a couple hundred thousand in, uh, in respects to like, what, 328 million? Or if you want to go globally, 7.2 billion. It's just like, man, people really don't want to listen. You know what I'm saying? So and that kind of sparked the, the idea in my head. It's just like, okay, it's great that I said we should have this conversation right? It's a good idea. But if we're not willing to have that seat at the table and have that discussion, we can't move forward. And it seems to me that a lot of people don't want to have that conversation. They're all kind of comfortable in their echo chambers, spewing the same nonsense back and forth to each other, kind of confirming their own biases, which is a term, there's a term for that, which is confirmation bias, right? It's just where you find information to confirm your own beliefs and everything. So with that being said, it's, it's kind of shocking to me that, you know, people don't want to have that honest, genuine conversation. People just want to spew their talking points and then that's it, right? And it led me to the the um, the whole notion of like, people just want to talk just to kind of get that gotcha moment kind of uh, feeling, right? We're not having a conversation to have a conversation to move or progress forward. We're having a conversation to where we make you feel like an asshole for saying what you said, right? Like we're so hell bent on being right that we don't even listen to the other side. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's like different types of conversations, right? There's a conversation to where you progress forward and you have like a meaningful back and forth discussion where you both present your ideas and then you kind of grow from that. You extrapolate from their ideas, they extrapolate from your ideas, you mix them together and then hopefully you can come to like an agreeable terms of like, oh, okay, I can see where you're coming from or it's this, right? But no, most people are just doing it to be like, okay, I'm listening to what you're saying so I can get that gotcha moment. Like, I want to take your facts or whatever you're saying and twist it in such a way that I embarrass you on a grand scale, right? And to me, that's not fair. It's not the right way to have a conversation. And that infuriates me to no end because I went as far as to saying it's it, it's really just stupid people trying to sound smart, right? And then I'm breaking my own rules of trying to be nice to everybody. And, you know, we're just not having that right conversation. And it's not fair. It really is not fair to 
you know, to just kind of listen to somebody and then have that quote unquote slam dunk moment. It's not the way to have a conversation. And I go and break my own rules, right? And be like, okay, since nobody wants to listen to anybody, right? I call everybody stupid. And that's not fair of me to do so because it's not the right way to go about doing this because I I genuinely would like to make a change in this world, right? Genuinely. I really hope that this podcast or this conversation that we're having today can kind of hit somebody and be like, okay, maybe I am kind of like not looking at both sides of things. Maybe I should open my mind and listen to the other side so I can get a a better understanding, so I can think critically, right? I think that's the biggest thing that's missing in society these days is the ability to critically think, right? Because a lot of people now pretty much stay in their own little tiny little bubbles, right? It's like they get an idea and then that's where they stay, right? You got your uh, people that obey the rules no matter what, right? You got the rule followers and you have your rule breakers. And then you have the people that are like, you know, they have this belief system where, you know, I guess racism doesn't exist. Or you have your people that believe that everything is racist. Or you have this belief of like, you know, uh, only certain lives matter and F everybody else. Or, you know, I'm against minds and F you if you're in my way. You know what I mean? We have this kind of culture where we all live in our own little echo chambers. And that's not fun. That's not the right way to go about things, right? Because if you want to be socially progressive, and I know it's like, ooh, social progressiveness, right? It's a dirty term nowadays. But honestly, if you want to be socially progressive and you want to push forward everything in life, right? Like if you want to push forward and grow and be a better human being, you have to be progressive, right? You have to progress. You cannot stay stagnant, right? Because the the stagnant you stay, the stale it come, right? And I guess the establishment wants us to stay stagnant and wants us to be kind of like lemmings or sheep, I guess is the popular term, right? But even sheep like kind of wander away from the flock every so often. So I don't think sheep is the right uh, terminology in this uh, instance. I, I, I prefer lemmings because if you ever played that game back in the day, it's uh, lemmings where you'd like, you have these little diggers and lady, everybody else literally just follows a digger. <laughs> Wherever the digger goes, every other person follows through, right? And so that's what I like to uh, call people. They're more lemmings, right? And so I think it's important that we have the, we have to have the ability to critically think. That's what I think is missing uh, wholeheartedly in this society, right? Sure, we have, you know, people say that God is missing. Um, if you're religious, uh, some people say the moral fabric of the family is missing. Um, if you're a family member or, you know, respect for authority, you know, there's all these different ideas and ideologies that's being thrown around out there. And personally, for me, and it just this is just my observation, okay, I'm not trying to say this is the right way to think about it or the wrong way to think about it, but I think the ability to critically think is what's really missing in this world, right? The ability to listen to an idea, break it down to its key components, and think about, okay, how is this uh, either A, going to help me, or how is this going to help everybody else? Okay, we, we are missing that component in our life uh, style that, you know, we shut everybody out. Like, as soon as you say something that somebody doesn't agree with, oh my God, it's a shutdown, right? It's like the end of the world. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like you're having your feelings hurt. And I guess the term everybody's using is snowflake, right? Everybody's such a snowflake if you disagree with somebody. And it's just like, no, it's not being a snowflake. It's being able to think critically and asking questions about your stance, right? But everybody wants to portray their stance and not listen to the other side. And if they do listen, it's to listen to try to embarrass the other person with something with like a weak argument that other person said. And that to me is like, that's dumb. Yeah, that's not the right way to go about having a legitimate um, debate. And so it leads me to think that um, ultimately, I, I guess we're just all indoctrinated, right? Even I am. Like we're all indoctrinated in some way, shape or form, right? It's like we all have our set of beliefs. 
and we stick to our guns, right? So the uh, proper definition of indoctrination is the process of teaching a person or a group to accept a set of beliefs uncritically, okay? And that, and if you really think about it and, you, you, you know, you extrapolate that, that definition and you put it towards the world out there, right? Everybody's indoctrinated, whether you're religious, whether you listen to the media, Trump supporter, Democrat supporter, conservative, liberals, whatever, left versus right-isms, whatever, right? Everybody's indoctrinated to their own set of beliefs. They, they really have their set of beliefs and that's where they stand and they won't budge. It's literally, it's like, um, I hate to say this, but it's like that us versus them mentality, right? It's like, I have this belief and this is my belief and this is how the world, I see the world, right? I'm going to fight and defend that to the total death even if somebody brings up uh, <laughs> uh, some solid evidence to refute my way of thinking right and that's not how it should be if somebody brings up solid evidence you should take those evidence into consideration you analyze your beliefs and your stance and you see where it falls aligned with that evidence and then you go accordingly but that's not what everybody does everybody is like well you're bringing evidence towards me and now it's like I get mad like everybody has an emotional response to being wrong and that's not how it should be you should not have an emotional response to the wrong right you should think about like uh, I don't have any good examples but the emotional response is not the way to go right you should think about everything that comes your way i have this rule right i believe none of what i hear and half of what i see and the reason why i have this rule is because people spread gossip and people lie if you ever played a telephone game right the first person that gets the message has to relay it to the person behind them and it goes to like several people until it gets to the end and by the time you get to the end the initial message is completely different than the, than the final result. And so that's how the telephone game works. And that's why I don't believe anything that I hear. But that's not the right way to go about that either. You know what I mean? And so and I believe every half of everything I see because magicians exist in this world, right? The whole sleight of hand magic tricks, right? Like, you know, misdirection, I guess you could call it, right? It's like, look over here while something else is going on over here, right? And our eyes are easily deceived. So I believe half of the things that I see. Now, believing half of what I see and none of what I hear is not the right way to go about anything either, but that's my own set of indoctrination because I personally have dealt with all of this stuff, right? It's like I'll listen to rumors and listen and listening to rumors has gotten me into more trouble than what it's worth, right? Like I hear a rumor from here. It's like, hey, Vlad, such and such said this about you. And I'm like, say what? Okay, hell not. And then I go confront that person and then that person will start lying. And then I go back to confirm with the other person who initially told me. It's like, well, that's not true. This is what I heard. And this is what was said to me and blah, 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 blah. I go back to the other person that said the rumor. And I'm like, you know what I mean? So it's like now. I'm chasing ghosts, essentially, right? And then I'll get into a fight with somebody and now I'm the bad guy because, you know, I got all of my feelings <laughs> and wanted to hit somebody, all right? So I try not to, like, I really try, and I, I'm not perfect, but I really try not to, uh, you know, just listen to rumors anymore. Or even, like, if I hear something, I listen, I'm like, eh, okay, you know what I mean? And then I'll, like, immediately go on, like, do some research on my own to see what I'm, like, listen, uh, what I've heard is true or not, right? And then when I see something, I'm like, hmm, Okay, let me replay this again. I'll watch something like a thousand times just to make sure that, you know, I'm not being deceived. And I shouldn't do that. I should kind of see what I'm seeing, hear what I'm hearing, and then critically think, okay, is this information true? If so, how true? Okay. And it, 
you know what I mean? That's like you get a piece of information. Like say somebody's like, hey, Vlad, uh, such and such was talking shit about you, okay? And I'm like, okay, what did this person say? Give me the details. You know what I mean? So that way I can think critically. And now I'm armed with information and I go to the person who said the rumor and I'm like, hey, did you say such and such about me? And then they'll tell me their uh, side of the story and then I'll match it up with the evidence that I currently have, bring it up to them and then see where we fall. And that's how, you know, I should handle that situation. But again, I ain't perfect, right? So I'm trying my best to be, uh, I'm trying my best to evolve as a human you know what i mean trying to mentally physically try to like evolve right because i don't want to stay stagnant i always want to push i always want to grow and i always want to do something better than i did before so i try to now i'm trying like you know i'm trying to kind of the way they should be in a more logical manner because that's what we're missing as a society and that's what we should be doing again i know i used antidotal evidence to kind of you know solidify my claims but hey this is my podcast. I do what the fuck I want. I, so, <laughs> but anyways, it's just like, I'm just saying though, the whole gist of what I'm trying to say is that we should be able to think critically. And indoctrination really is one of those things. It's like, you don't really think that it takes a hold of you, but it really does. Okay. In the case of religion, right? I know like, I'm not a very religious person, but I know some people that are very indoctrinated in their religion. So much so that like when evidence, per, you know, pops up about their uh that challenges their beliefs they freak out okay and i'm not talking about anybody in particular but i've seen like uh what is it recently in the news right um who's the guy oh what's his name? the white guy that's trying to be black oh what is his name oh uh sean king okay uh sean king tweeted out that uh we should go after uh christianity's white jesus right <laughs> That we should go after white Jesus and kind of tell the truth about him because it's a form of white superiority, correct? Right? That's what he said, right? And so I'm just kind of like, hmm. And then all of the religious, <laughs> man, the, the droves and the flocks of religious people that came out to just kind of bash this dude, it, it's just, to me, it's, it, it, it's un. It's unprecedented, really, because, man, they came out the woodworks like, really? You coming after Jesus? You coming after Jesus, really? And then they just go off on this cat, and they're trying to cancel him. Now, I guess he's part of the cancel culture because they're trying to get him canceled and whatnot because he came after white Jesus. And I remember I was telling a joke to my friend, man, never come after white Jesus because white people <laughs> will fuck a person up for some white Jesus, man. <laughs> Don't come after white Jesus. You leave white Jesus alone, okay? But the truth of the matter is, no matter what religion, uh, Christianity is one of those religions where no matter where you are culturally, Jesus is depicted to represent that culture. Okay? In the white community, Jesus is white because, you know, it, for them, right? Because the Lord is in your own image. I, like they say God made us in his image, but I think we make God in our own image, right? So if you're in the white community, Jesus is white. If you go to like a black community, um, some black communities, not all, uh, Jesus is brown or of color, <laughs> right? Um, if you go to the Chinese culture, Jesus is uh, Chinese, you know what I mean? So no matter what religion or, no, matter, no, not religion, but what region, there we go, you are in, Jesus is depicted to represent that region because what do people want mostly in their religion is to follow somebody that quote unquote looks somewhat similar to what they look like, right? So I, I can understand that. But the indoctrination there is that religion, man, they came, <laughs> once he came after Jesus, man, they came after this man hard, okay? And also, uh, religion is one of those, uh, is one of those examples that you can literally put out there and see how much people are indoctrinated into their religion. And I'm not bashing religion. I, I really try not to because I'm on my own spiritual journey. I, I, I'm agnostic, I guess you could say, if anything. You know what I mean? I believe in something, but I don't know what it is. 
So, but really just one of those things is like people are indoctrinated heavily into, okay? It is, this is my set of rules and this is the morals and the guidelines that I follow. Don't you dare come after that at all. They will not move. They will not bend. They will not break. It is one of those things. It's just like, I hate to say it, but you got to leave that religion alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it, religion is one of those things that, you know, you can see the indoctrination alive and well. And another place where you could see uh, indoctrination and Honestly, it's been more prevalent these days is in Trump rallies or Trump supporters, right? Man, it's like the the conspiracy theories is one of the other ones that's a very indoctrinating, right? Because it's one of those things, it's like pseudoscience. It's like it gives you enough information to make it seem true, but doesn't give you all the information to refute everything, right? So that's why people are so uh, into conspiracy theories, because I used to be one of them uh, conspiracy theorists as well. And then I realized that a lot of them were filled with gigantic holes that I could not answer. And then none of the uh, videos or other people that were talking about this topic had answers for it. So I fell out of the whole conspiracy theory thing, right? I mean, I listened to it for fun and, you know, to flex the exercise muscle, uh, the, the brain muscle, you know what I mean? To kind of give it some exercise. But it's one of those things. It's just like, I don't believe in conspiracy anymore. I mean, maybe one conspiracy theory or a couple that I believe in. Um, I'll give you one. Pizzagate. I'm wholeheartedly into Pizzagate because I think that is one of those uh, conspiracies that's like, it came to light and it disappeared too quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like, literally it was in the news for like two, three days and then it was gone. So I'm just like, hmm, there's something there. So I don't know. That's just my opinion is that, but you know, Trump supporters, they're very much indoctrinated for their party campaign uh, and to their political party. Cause this man can't do no wrong. Like, man, I could, I, I guarantee you Trump could like shoot a little kid on national TV and Trump supporters were like, well, what did that kid little, what did that little kid do to get shot? You know what I mean? Like they'll defend him to the death. And I know I use an extreme quote unquote example, but honestly, that's the only way to drive the point home, right? Is to use exaggerations and whatnot. So, but man, Trump supporters are very much indoctrinated and it's crazy to see how indoctrinated they are and how far that they will go to protect their quote unquote man or president, right? I mean, he is the president, but the culture for man, for their man. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, oh man. The indoctrination there is really ridiculous. And media, like as much as we all want to deny this and kind of, you know, act like the media does not affect us, it really does. The media plays a huge, huge role in our lives, right? And I'm not talking about just like news media or anything like that. I'm just talking about media in general. Anything that you consume is kind of quote unquote media. So like, you know, TV news, television, um, news articles, music, any books that you read, anything of that nature is media, right? And then anything you consume kind of indoctrinates you. And you don't know it's indoctrinating you because it's happening on a subconscious level, right? It's one of those things. It's just like you kind of just, you're consuming it. And then you don't know that you have this thought process until somebody comes along and challenges it, right? Or a hemplo, music, right? We'll use music because it's nice, safe, and everything. Let's say you're a fan of country music, right? You've been listening to country music all your life, and you just jam out to country music. It's your go-to song when you're pissed off at the world, and you're just chilling, and you're listening to country, right? And then you're riding in the car with a friend, and then you just unknowingly you just pop in a country music song, right? And then your friend likes, looks at you and is like, really, dude? We're listening to country in this ride? For real? Country? And then you kind of like, it, like I don't know what happens, but something in your soul just kind of like say, what? 
what's wrong? What do you got against country music? And then now you start getting defensive, and now you start to defend country music to a T. It's like you start like saying, like, man, it's the great, it's the greatest music out there. I don't understand how you don't like country music. And now you find yourself arguing, and you're fighting, and you're defending for country music. You know what I mean? It's just a, just an innocent thing, just music that you listen to. It's your favorite genre of music, right? And you don't know how indoctrinated you are in that genre of music until you sit in the car and you play it for somebody else, and they challenge your music, your taste in music, and then you get defensive. That defensive feeling is indoctrination. That feeling where you go, where you feel like somebody, you feeling personally attacked, that's indoctrination, okay? It goes for everything. It goes for religion, music, sports, sport, very prevalent in sports, right? You grew up a, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. You know what I mean? It's all Pittsburgh all the time. F the, Bron or F the Ravens, F the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> F the Bengals, you know what I mean? Everybody in division. It's F them, right? I'm an Eagles fan, so it's like literally F the Giants and double F the, the Cowboys, you know what I mean? And then the Redskins, they don't even exist because they suck. <laughs> that's my indoctrination. I'm an Eagles fan, so that's how I view my team and how I view the division rivals, right? I just F them. It's my team. F everybody else, right? That's essentially indoctrination, but... Over the years, though, I've learned to kind of let go of that indoctrination. Now I just watch football for what it is, just a sport and entertainment. You know what I mean? Once I started to let go of some of these implicit biases that I've had in my life, uh, it... <sighs> Everything has, you know, I've been much happier, realistically. Like, I've been at peace lately. You know, I got a girl that loves me. We have a beautiful child together. We have a wonderful house. And there's really nothing to be stressed about. And once I let go of all these little, I guess you could say, idiotic things that I used to get pissed off about, man, I find myself to be way happier than what I used to be. So why do I bring up indoctrination, okay? Again, I, I said it in my last podcast, is that I never want to bring up a problem that I don't have any solutions for. So... I bring up indoctrination because it's it's a problem that I'm starting to see rear its ugly head, especially now with the whole COVID-19 situation going on with the global pandemic, right? And then we have uh, Black Lives Matter movements going on. Um, we have like kind of social and civil unrest a little bit. You know what I mean? It's total. It's borderline teetering on like you know, implosion, I guess you could say, but really it's not, nothing's going to happen. You know what I mean? But, you know, you have a lot of people that saying that the pandemic is a hoax. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, government is just putting out there to control us. It's not, not, it's not that dangerous, I guess is what they're saying. You know what I mean? And then you have the whole, uh, racial, uh, protests or civil unrest going on right now with the BLM versus all lives matter and all that other stuff, right? People are firmly staunch in their stance. Well, all lives matter, yada, yada, yada. And then you have black folks coming out like, well, black lives matter too. We're not saying we're superior. We just matter, right? And then it's just this dichotomy going, uh, this dynamic uh, back and forth going on of like who's trying to prove who right, who's trying to prove who's wrong. And instead of listening to each other, we're literally just kind of like building a wall and throwing rocks at each other, right? We're not talking in a dialogue to where we can kind of have an actual solution, right? We're talking in dialogue to just kind of talk and throw rocks and hurl insults at each other to the point where we're canceling Aunt Jemima bottle syrups and we're canceling the dude who played Cleveland on TV show was a white guy who's stepping down and is like, ah, a person of color should play Cleveland. It's like, nobody's listening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, like you know, it's like black folks are just trying to say like, hey, look, this is not, we're not treat, being treated fair, but it's like, oh, well, we can't give you fair treatments. How about we just kind of change some things? Like we take down some racist statues. 
right? Or we'll take off this, you know, the change the name of a syrup bottle. Or in Texas, the ridiculous thing that they got going on is they're changing the term master bedroom into something else, right? They're removing the term master because it's derogatory or some shit like that. I'm like, bro, no, like that's not at all what we're saying. <laughs> It's not at all what the people are saying or what black folks want. But like I said, we're all indoctrinated and we're all like dug in to the, you know, into our stances and nobody's listening. Everybody's throwing rocks at each other, but nobody wants to kind of take time to understand why we're throwing rocks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what's the solution? Okay. I know I just went on a whole diatribe and I apologize for that, but a possible solution is to, I know it sounds like a simplistic thing or it's like duh like we could do that but it's legitimate communication right i think if we have a legitimate sit down with each other and try to understand each other's point of views from both sides we'll be all right you know what i mean so the next time you get into an argument instead of getting defensive and emotional or you know charged up just kind of sit there and be like okay all right i see what you're saying now please explain it to me why you're saying it the way you're saying it right and try to listen to them and then you counter with your arguments and if that person doesn't want to listen kind of like try to calmly explain to them like look you gave you had your chance to kind of explain yourself let me explain where i'm coming from and i I think that kind of back and forth is good for everybody because if we talk, we can bring down that wall of ignorance, right? We can bring down that defensive wall because everybody gets defensive first and foremost when their ideologies get attacked. Maybe try not to attack the ideology itself, but kind of talk about what that person is thinking, right? Like don't talk about the ideology, right? So if a person is like saying all lives matter, don't say, okay, why do all lives matter? Just understand, okay, why are you saying all lives matter? Like what from what your point of view is, tell me what your experiences are that you say that, right? And then you give your personal experiences and then you can have that back and forth. And I find, I, I personally find that when you do that, you get a lot more further in the conversation than you do with when you like hurl insults at each other, right? I had a conversation in uh, with this random guy in my taxi and he was one of those um, all lives matter guy. He just brought it up and we just had a respectful conversation. I was just like, huh, what makes you say that all lives matter? And I didn't say it in a way that, you know, it was defensive or anything. I'm just like, okay, so how, what experiences do you have to indicate that you believe that? And once I asked the question, like I tried to get that point across, he was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, I grew up in a very, you know, diverse household and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, that's very interesting. And then I had a conversation with him. I said, well, did you ever notice at any point in your life that some of your diverse family members got treated differently out there? And then at first he was like, no, 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 I never understood it. But I was like, "Eh, are you sure? I started giving him some of my experiences in life. And then he started to be like, oh, oh, I did not know that. And then he started to like, now he started to see, it's like, hey, I had a cousin who was like, you know, being treated this way by that person. At that time, I didn't understand it. Because I thought it was just, you know, that person was having a bad day or, you know, just something nobody really thinks about. And so that's what I would like to bring. It's, you know, communication is very key. We have to learn how to talk. Don't talk at each other or through each other, but talk to each other. Okay. So that's one idea. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I just an idea. That's a solution I'm throwing out there because I don't want to be part of the problem. I'm trying to be part of the solution. And another take with uh, another thought I had to help this is number two is that we could probably take the time to learn something from each other, okay? Because a lot of the times what I've realized is that a lot of people have something to say, they have a lot to say, but we don't want to take the time to listen to them. And if we do take the time to listen, a lot of the times, nine out of 10, I would venture to believe is that you're gonna learn something different that you didn't know before. You're going to gain some insight or some knowledge that you didn't get before that will open your eyes to a whole new light 
or of what they're thinking or who this person is. Okay. Um, third is, um, thirdly, uh, we try to, and I, I say this not loosely, but I try to say this because I know this is one of those things that's hard to do, but we could like, thirdly, we could literally try to be, or to try to minimize the emotional response when we talk to somebody, right? Because I find myself, and again, anecdotal evidence, and it's not actual evidence, but this is from my personal experience, that I find myself, when somebody says something that I don't agree with, the first thing I want to do is get defensive, right? It's like, hmm. It's like, you know what I mean? Like somebody will say some shit to me, and I'll be like, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? That's that's how I... <laughs> That's how I, I, I get charged up emotionally. And then I'm really working on it now. It's just like, now when I get, like, I feel myself getting worked up, I, 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 I try to calm down, right? I'm like, hmm, okay. Can you repeat what you said to me? Like, can you repeat what you said, but like in a different way? And then I find that people will normally repeat it in a nicer way. <laughs> so try not to be, try to minimize the emotional reaction of to what the person is saying. And, you know, try to be logical thinkers. I'm not saying be a robot, but I'm just saying be more more mindful of how you say things or how you react to things is what I want to say. And lastly, and this is the most important one, is to try to have some empathy or sympathy and empathy for the other person. Like try to really just, just for once listen to what they have to say. That's all. Just listen to what they have to say with some sympathetic ears. Because a lot of the times what you'll find is that people just want to be heard. That's it. All right. They're not really believing a lot of their stances, they don't really truly wholeheartedly believe in. They just want to be heard. And they'll listen, they'll take any person that's willing to listen, whether it's positive or negative, right? They'll take any reaction. They just want to be heard. So we have to have some sympathy. And then eventually we have to have some empathy to what that person is um, trying to get across. Like you have to listen to with an open mind, open heart kind of deal. Okay. So those are my ideas to try to fix the situations and try to fix the indoctrination aspect of things. But I, I found myself with, like when I was writing the outline for this is like I was getting super charged up writing uh the like writing my um footnotes and everything because it's like I, I I have this saying, and it's like been my saying since high school, and it's fuck the bullshit, right? Like that's how I live my life. I, I literally just like I can't deal with BS. I, I don't want to, and I don't need it in my life. So it's pretty much for me, it's just fuck the bullshit, right? But in that saying, I've learned that I've alienated a lot of thought processes or ideas that I could have been exposed to, right? So now it's well, I still have that saying, but I kind of say it with an open mind and open heart. Because let's, let's be honest, man. There's some bullshit out there that you just hear. And you're just like, you know what? Nah, fam. We good. Fuck that. Nah, we good. All right. <laughs> so I still have that that saying. It's not going to go away because I have to stay the same. I have to have some aspect of Vlad in here, right? I mean, I'm trying to be a different person, but I still have to be me at some point <laughs> in this change, right? So <laughs> I, I have no time for bullshit. And I, nah, fuck the bullshit, dogs. If it's stupid, it's stupid. But I find myself being emotionally charged. And at first, I wanted to cuss everybody out, call them dumb folks and all this other stuff. But then I realized, like, nah, man, you can't do that because you're not going to get anywhere with that okay like you know i'm trying to be a little bit more nice and a bit more human centric in my approach of things because I, i'm tired of the left right dynamic the liberal versus conservative dynamic it's just nonsense right everybody's shouting on the rooftops trying to you know pander to the one point or to another and i'm just like fam i ain't got time to pander i just want to see the truth hear the truth and move on with life right i'm too happy i'm too like i'm building too much love and joy to be saddled down by this negativity going out there and i want to spread that love and joy out to you motherfuckers because obviously i love you guys i i don't know you 
but I love you. I, I really do. I truly do have love for the human uh, race. And I, I think we need to get back to, you know, some positivity for once in this world because there's too much negativity. I know like somebody said somewhere, like you fly, you catch more flies with honey, but in all honesty, you catch more flies with shit. And that's why negativity sticks and it lingers and everything like that. I'd rather catch more flies with honey because then I'm catching the genuine ones and the ones that are actually interested in trying to make a change. And that's my goal. I want to change the world, but if I could only do it through one person at a time, then so be it. I'll take my time changing the world that way. So thanks for listening. I'm glad this is Guys of the Roundtable, and I'll catch you guys next week. Hit us up on the socials at Twitter, at uh, on Twitter at GOTR Podcast, on Instagram at GOTR Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash guys of the roundtable. Until next time, peace.